0: Welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is episode 51, The Dark Night of the Soul, Your Shadow Self. My intention for this episode is to help you identify and navigate through bumpy portions of your life so that you can actually become stronger from it. You can actually begin to recognize patterns within yourself to move past your setbacks a lot more quicker than you ever did before. This episode is for those of you who are stuck here now and help you recognize that you're stuck here, helping you to move forward into the direction that you most prefer now instead of 20 years from now. Today, we're going to explore the topic of the dark night of the soul. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the highlights or lowlights of my own personal journey. I'm going to share how the dark night of the soul changed me and my perspective on life, and it, how it challenged me to grow. Now, I'm also going to share with you my biggest lesson I learned from this in my lifetime. So this is an episode that you're going to get to know me for me, and what makes me me, and why I am the way I am. So let's get right to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? How you doing? You know, with the past couple of weeks of energies, weeks, months, years, I don't know, this whole awakening has been getting to me, <laughs> I'm telling you. It's not an easy process, but it is a slow and integrational process. You know, it it kind of catches up with you sometimes. And I know for me, that's for sure has been happening. I know with the Mercury retrogrades and all of the planetary shifts, you know, one day you could be totally on top of the world and the next day there's a solar flash or something that zaps your energy and the Schumann resonance drops or something crazy happens, right? It's a lot for those energetic beings out there that we are so sensitive, the sensitive beings, I should say. the my empaths out there. How you doing? How you, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Trust me. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about something today that is going to really get um, help you through a lot of darkness in your own life. I hope that this episode is going to be able to shed some light on a dark part, maybe put the light at the end of the tunnel for you or you'll be able to see your way out. That's my intention for today's episode. So... Of course, in the spiritual community, there's a lot of different terms. And one of them, of course, is the dark night of the soul. Now, this, of course, is a term that's usually just used to describe um, that part of your life that is really just a hard knock part, right? Hard knock life. That's basically where that saying comes from. But to be honest, what I found is that this dark night of the soul... I feel personally, is actually meant for rapid growth. But the only thing is, is that people kind of just tend to get stuck there instead of, you know, being able to find their way out. It's like getting stuck in a smog or a fog and, you know, you can't find your way out. It's kind of, you know, a good analogy would be um, getting stuck in a dark room, right? You never have been in this room before. And you're trying to navigate your way to a light switch. You know that there's a light switch somewhere, but you've never been in the room before. So you don't know where the furniture is. You don't know what is in here. And you're bumping and moving around. And it's filled with so many obstacles for you to overcome. And like Legos on the floor. That's the worst to step on, I swear. And if you have kids, you know what I mean. Um... So you know what I mean? Like you're in this dark room, you got all these random things placed, and it doesn't make any sense. And that's just basically you in the dark night of the soul, right? (laughs) I think that's the best analogy. You just you don't know where anything is, you just doesn't make sense. You're like, I don't know why this is happening. Why can't I just find the damn light switch? Right? (laughs) And that's basically the best way I can explain it, right? So It's what I find, it's easily defined as that period in your life of darkness, right? When all your problems come to surface, lots of fun. And it can be actually very overwhelming. I know for me, it was a very difficult time in my life. I didn't realize that what it was even, I didn't even know the term dark night of the soul. Like it just didn't, not something that's ever come across my, my face before. You know, I've never read that. I've never heard of it. Um, so for me, it, it you might find it kind of crazy, but I only became spiritual in the last, like, I don't know, five, six years of my life. So, um, for me, it was a very different time. So what I also learned though, is that it is one of the most healing times of your life as well. If you let it, that's the kicker, right? So this period of your life, believe it or not, is actually meant for rapid growth, but it it's just, it doesn't always pan that way out, right? At first, many people, of course, fear this part of them. They don't ever want to face this part. They'll resist it in every capacity, right? And it'll, that actually makes it drag out a lot longer, which sucks. And it's not meant to be a very long period of your life. This, But sometimes it ends up to be because we just don't know how to put things down, right? So... This is another way, which is interesting. This is another way you can actually get stuck on the wheel of karma if you don't work through your dark night of the soul. So if you want to learn more about that, of course, I had an episode 34 all dedicated to karma. But it's basically that time in your life where your inner cup gets so full, you have no choice but to deal with the overflow, right? But it's it's hard when you you know you're not ready for it that's the thing and it also comes at a time where you're not prepared for it which <laughs> is ironic right so from my own place my own darkness the way I have seen it play out in my life at first I would see it show up in spurts like bad things would happen in like spurts right I'd I wouldn't really know how to deal with these little things when they would come up. So I would just kind of shut it out, you know, and pretend like it didn't happen and go back to normal. And just, I would just keep doing that until I couldn't (laughs) anymore. And I think we all kind of do that, right? We're like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. We're going to pretend like that. We're We're going to walk right past that, right? But it doesn't, then you get to that point where you can't just go back to your normal life anymore because the chaos becomes really loud right? And it's in your base. And you have in in your normal life, it, it gets so challenging, because it just gets in the way, right? So until you have to deal with it. So in my own journey, now, as it, you know, as it is right now, I knew that it was inevitable that I had to go through it. And life gave me a lot of opportunities, trust me to go through the easy way. But me being me and me being stubborn I always chose the hard way for some reason just didn't want to go through the easy path right it seemed boring to me um the goody good side the the wee you know but I don't know that's just me so I chose for some reason to experience it in full in its totality right I wanted to experience and this I found out later on in my exploring myself my self exploration that I in my soul contract, I actually wrote that I wanted to experience that part in full in its totality. Doesn't that suck? Why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself? But I did, I know why, but anyway. Um, but this time, so when I was in that dark night of my soul, when things would start you know tripping me up, and I would then have to start facing things, of course, that's when. I personally went into a time of escapism and victimhood, right? And I know I'm sure you could probably relate to this. You know, you just find these things that to distract you and to, you know, shut out the world. And you don't know how to deal with it because you were never taught how to deal with it. So you come from the victim side because that's what you were taught. That's what we saw when we were growing up. At least that's what I saw, right? And then I became really good at dodging my inner demons for a while. And then for me, to be honest, my addiction was shopping because, you know, you get that little high from the purchase and then you get that other high when you get it in the mail, you know, it becomes an addiction for me and it got, it, it. It does – that's my fail-safe, to be honest. Shopping, my husband knows this too. So when I get upset or if I'm really stressed, I'll shop a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It still – it affects me, but not as much as it used to, to be honest. I'm not as – I'm not spending to the point of overspending where I get into trouble. Let's just say that, okay? But the thing is, is before I – I got to a point where financially I was struggling and I became shameful of it. And then it just like internalized and I would, you know, implode because I would feel guilty about spending so much money and on things that we really didn't need. Right. Like, and so instead of the easy road, which is Saying that I admitting, yes, I've been spending a lot of money and I have a problem, because that would be the easy road. No, 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 no. What I would do would blame my husband for something to deflect the attention to something else that I knew would affect him really bad, which is our sex life. I would just blame him for something and, you know, just get him where it hurts the most because I didn't want to deal with what I was dealing with. That I, I was so mean, guys. I was so mean. But that's the thing. That's how my darkness affected me. And what I, the, in that moment, there was a few moments. It took me a few moments of these, to, like these fights and these things that I would deflect and project out onto him. You know, I mean, it, I realized that my darkness wasn't only affecting me, it was affecting everybody around me right? Like it was affecting my husband, it was affecting my kids, it was affecting my relationships with people. And it just rippled out farther and farther into my life, right? So if anything, from my own darkness of the dark night of the soul, what I've learned is that it's not really about what happens to you. It's about all how you interpret it, and what you make it mean about yourself, and how you internalize it that's the crazy part right it, anything can happen but it's what you make it mean is what it's gonna mean right <laughs> I guess that's the easiest way to say it but it, it, that's that's the truth right so the dark night of the soul really I find is a, just a letting go of your old self really it's your you're letting go you're ripping apart you're taking off the old suit your old identity, right? You're getting rid of that. And you're getting a new one. But the only thing is, is that the old identity, the old clothes that you're changing, let's say that we're we're changing our identity through our clothes. They are stuck to your skin, though. That's the thing. It feels like that, like you, you're trying to get change, but you can't because the clothes have been embedded into your skin. So it's a, it, it's a lot harder, right? That's really how I feel at sometimes. And now depending, obviously, of how much you depend on your old identity that you built for yourself, how much it means to you, how much you made it mean, that's going to determine how painful it is going to be letting it go. Because here's the thing. The dark night of the soul really is a time for you to be shown everything in your life that is not you. It's, you're going to be shown things that don't fit into the puzzle of your life, right? You're not, you're going to find puzzle pieces that are not going to fit. And these are all the lies, all the misinformation that you believe about yourself. It's going to make you see all those lies, it's going to get louder and louder until you can't not face them, right? These are lies like that you tell yourself all the time on replay in your mind. Like I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of true love. Um, nobody really cares about me. That was a big one for me. Um, you know, you'll tell yourself, I'm never going to be successful. I'm never going to be happy in life. I'm never going to be rich or abundant. I can never, I never will be that. Right. And it, you know, I need to make others happy before I'm happy, which is completely impossible, by the way. Don't even try it. You need to make you happy first. So you get the point, right? Like th- these are all the lies and deceptions that things that, that have just been going on and you need to pay attention to them. You need to realize that you're even doing it so that you can stop it. You can stop lying to yourself because these none of these are true you've always been worthy, you've always been deserving. And it's time for you then when you face these lies, you can drop them. And then you pick up more empowering things and self-motivating things like mantras or affirmations or whatever, and play those over and over in your head again. But it takes time. It takes practice. You obviously have to know what you're saying first in order to change it, right? So that's the work right there. That is the work. That's the work that I do with my clients, my coaching clients. And we get down to the nitty gritty and we understand what's happening so you can change it and make it better. And then it'll have something else on repeat because your mind has to repeat something. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The secret of your mind is it's like a little computer that plays over and over and over. But the thing is, is that you get to control, whether you believe it or not, you get to control what your mind is playing over and over again. And so why not have it repeating stories that are going to uplift you and self-motivate you instead of the opposite, right? So here we're going to say things that you have to remind yourself of that are actually true, like You are love, you deserve love, you deserve happiness, you deserve joy, you deserve fun and excitement, everything that life has to offer. You deserve that. Because the thing is, is that I find we were taught we needed to earn all these things in life, joy, fun, excitement, happiness, right? Which already implies that you're not worthy. But that's not true. Not at all. And I'm actually here to give you a little bit of a shake and remind you that you are a mighty powerful being and you actually have always been a mighty powerful being. And we just forget that from time to time. So I'm here to remind you that you are kick ass too. All right. So another thing that I've seen in my own journey is that there's going to be a lot of triggering events, things that are going to set you off, right? Right of course, again, it begins very slowly. It begins very small. For So for me, for example, um, when I was in grade six, I lost a whole bunch of friends because of a boy, right? That was a triggering event, especially for an 11-year-old, 12-year-old girl that had, you know, it was alienating, which really sucked. But then later in my life, There was even bigger triggers right there was other things that happened but in between but the biggest one that really shook me was when my dad attempted suicide when I was 15 and this event sent me straight into drugs and alcohol and addiction for the next five years of my life you can imagine obviously finding out your dad tried to commit suicide It it wasn't a good time for me, especially when I was fifteen and trying to find myself. But those five years in my life, I swear, were just a blur. And but that's how I decided to deal with it, right? That's how doesn't it? That's what happened, right? But that, but my how I dealt with it, obviously wasn't the best. But there was really nobody around me to show me how to deal with it. So I only dealt with it the way I saw other people around me dealing with their issues, right? And, I mean, my mom was completely emotion- emotionally unavailable. My sisters were there, but I really kept them at a distance. I didn't feel like I wanted to let them in at all, right? So I shut down. And to be honest, I mean, it wasn't until I met my husband when I was 21, That I actually, life started to slow down a little bit for me and get a little bit better. Because at this point, I mean, right before I met my husband, I wanted to run away from all my problems. And I decided I was going to go work on a cruise ship in Europe and go work out there and, you know, live the life of a cruise ship and uh, I'm really glad I did not do that, to be honest. I had two prospects. I did have two cruise companies get back to me saying, yeah, we would like you to mo- to come out here and uh, give it a try. But thankfully, I met my husband and I decided not to go. And I actually decided to go to travel school instead and then become a travel agent, right? So, I mean, thankfully, obviously, my dad didn't fully Um, be successful at all he's now 89 and thriving Um, but he he got to be at my wedding you know he got to give me away he got to hold both my babies in his arms you know so seeing him that like that in the hospital though obviously after my mom found him was very earth-shattering to me that was something that really changed my life right and I know now that it needed to happen, as crazy as this sounds, but it needed to happen for him in his life, for him to learn his lessons, and for me and mine. And everyone else that was touched by that, my brothers, my sisters, my mom, you know, everyone it, it needed that. It was almost like a tool of growth for that situation, right? So – um I mean, to be honest, I've learned that the secret to overcoming the sad repeating stories in your life is this. The moment you change what something means to you is the moment that you shift the energy it carries. And you can actually change the past. Now, it's obviously not going to change what happened But it will forever change how it affects you. For example, here, here's another example. In 2013, I lost a baby. And I held that pain in my being, in my soul, for what I feel like is forever. It made me feel terrible. It made me feel like I didn't deserve happiness anymore, right? So that's the energy I sat in for a very long time. But then I finally decided to look at the situation in a different way. I decided to shift the heaviness I carried over my heart. And I made it feel so much more better and bearable. So what happened was I changed what it meant, what losing that baby meant to me. Because before I made it mean like I was a terrible person and I didn't deserve happiness, right? But now I realize I'm like, it was a time in my life that I had to learn a lesson. There was something I needed to experience in that to shake me awake into my spirituality, to help shape who I am now. That's the thing. I mean, obviously... In those situations, when it's happening, it's hard to see these things, right? So you really need to just focus on what is it trying to show me, especially in the hardest things, because believe me, I've experienced really fucking hard things, excuse my French, but you know what I mean? So if it wasn't for those series of events that happened earlier in my life, I would not have had the desire to seek out happiness so badly that's the thing and then find it right so those are three examples of my life events that really shook me up and it shook me enough to wake me up to my spirituality so I'm really thankful for it because I see these life triggering events as springboards they're springboards into deep diving into my own spirituality my own self my own self-exploration right like If it wasn't for all the pain and suffering that I went through, I would have never wanted to find healing so badly, right? Like I wouldn't have taken Reiki. I would not have started reading Oracle cards. I would have not have wanted to explore the crystals, right? Like I would not have learned to channel energy readings or I would have never even started this podcast, can you imagine not ever hearing one of my episodes? I'm so sorry. I'm so glad that I can share these with you. But that's the thing. Like, I If I didn't experience all those things, I never would have done all these things. So none of that would have happened, right? And I probably would still be working my ass off in an office, hating my life as a travel agent, wishing I could go on these holidays instead of my clients. That's probably where I would have been. <laughs> but here's the thing. Now big life events still happen to me. But the thing is is I'm I don't let it mean the same thing about myself anymore, right? Like I see it in a different light. Like my daughter's cancer diagnosis, right? That's freaking hard to deal with. I, I could have crumbled and, you know, I could have fell and I did, to be honest, in many ways, I crumbled and falled for sure. But the thing is, I didn't stay there as long. I didn't stay down as long as I used to anyway, because I used to, you know, I used to stay down for a very long time. And now I know it's important for me to let me feel when I need to feel when I need to feel it, when life is asking me to feel it right? Like obviously it's not easy path that I'm on right now with going to doctor's visits and surgeries and biopsies and chemotherapy and radiation. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's hard. But the thing is I'm able to focus now more on what's important, like fun, happiness, play. She shows me a lot of that to be honest, but that I don't get caught up in the emotions of it like I did before which is to be a huge freaking step right so my daughter to be honest is the one who shows me how to be during this whole thing she doesn't care about her hair being lost she doesn't care about the tubes coming out of her stomach or her central line or what people are thinking of her or she doesn't even think once of what will become of me she doesn't ever feel so sorry for herself for her situation like an adult would right like she just wants to have fun she wants to play she wants to connection she she's the one that grounds me every time that on this journey right now She's the strongest one I've ever seen, and she's the one teaching me how to be strong. So, for that, I am very thankful. So, what have I ever really learned from my dark night of the soul that I can take with me? Honestly, I would say all these situations, in all these circumstances, they were trying to show me I feel more of me. I feel that it was trying to show me more of who I really could be by showing me how strong I am, by showing me the dark parts to get rid of them, to clear them, to know that those dark parts are there and maybe to accept them too, because it's also a part of my life. We have the darkness and the light. And the thing is that we find ourselves so afraid to look at our darkness that we don't ever do it and we drag it out. But the thing is, is that if you want light in your life, you have to look at the darkness. So, my point here is that we all experience hard times in our life, but it's just really how you deal with them is what makes us who we are, right? Like, that's one of the biggest lessons that I can take from this whole thing. And not being afraid to see myself in vulnerable states, not being afraid to let others see me in a vulnerable state. And I have to start being okay with exactly who I am so that these darkest moments in my life don't pull me down anymore, right? Now I don't know if you ever listened to Bashar. He is a channeled um, extraterrestrial and he shares this concept called the rubber band effect, which states that the farther back you go into the darkness, the faster you will propel yourself into the light. So that's honestly what I feel like I'm doing right now. I feel like I'm being propelled so quickly into the light. And that's what I want for you. That's what I wanted to give you through sharing this episode. And it feels like it's a very part of, very big important part of my journey is to share this with you. And in a way, I mean, this episode is kind of like my hero's journey, right? How I got to be who I am today, right? So I'm actually pretty thankful for all my darkness, all the pain and suffering and all the stuff that I went through, because really, I mean, it did carve out a new path for me to explore, for me, and which actually... I see now the ripple effects through my children. My kids are interested in the universe and spirituality and they ask me all these questions, you know, about energy and under thing understanding things differently. And I love it. I love talking about those things with them. So I'm so thankful for everything that has happened in my life, good or bad. Now, I'm gonna not gonna lie, I mean, this took me a long time to get to this point. And I now see dark night as of the soul kind of as that rubber band, right? It is quite honestly, it's the fastest route. I mean, to get to that where you want to go. It's just not getting stuck there is the trick. So I'm very happy, 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 happy to share this with you today. And I hope that it opens up your eyes to things in your life that you've been experiencing that been kind of tripping you up and making maybe changing the meaning of what it means to you what these things are these situations and circumstances, what it means to about you in your life, right? I hope that you can see things in a different way. Because that's how we all grow. So I thank you so much for listening today. And I share all my love with you. And I look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Much love. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey. Please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one, filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.